welcome to It's a Musical Wedding Podcast. The podcast show where we plan our wedding and share all the juicy details with you. Yes, indeed. And today we are going to be talking about our experience at the National Wedding Show at the Excel Centre. And also about how we watched another wedding movie, Monster in Law. <laughs> we sure did. That was certainly a film. We are making our way through the list. It wasn't even the worst film we watched on that day. No, it was not. <laughs> um, full disclaimer, I guess, that we, we were very lucky that we had press tickets to mm. the National Wedding Show at the Excel Centre. We did not pay for our tickets uh, to go in. We were very lucky that we went in a capacity that we were going to review the experience. Yes. We've been to the Excel Centre quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess you more so than me. We went for MCM. Yeah, I've been going to MCM Comic Con every year since I was like 14. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been there a, a lot. And I've only been to the Excel Centre for MCM Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I have to say, for me, <laughs> I was expecting, perhaps naively, I looked at the vendor list. I've been to MCM Comic Con where everything is open for Comic Con, all the little halls. And this is just one one small area of the Excel Centre. Yeah, so the Excel Centre is a an unused aeroplane hangar and it has different compartments or different hangars as it goes down. It could reasonably house like eight or nine aeroplanes. Yeah. Which I think was the point. Because there used to be a um, airport closer to there, but there isn't anymore. And usually they have every single one open for Comic Con. And they make it look like, for this wedding fair, that it's going to be just as big. Like, the vendor list was huge. Yep. They had advertising for, like, oh, we have this one area that's just a stage, and it's a, like, they have all the fashion show, I guess, is yep. the best way to explain it. It's like a dresses on display kind of thing. And it certainly looks like it was going to be bigger than it actually ended up being. Now, I don't know whether that's due to COVID restrictions, but there was only one hangar open for yeah. this. I don't mind. It actually made the day quite easy. It, you know, it did. You know, we, we didn't have to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It did lead to it being quite cramped at times, though, which, you know, in the capacity of, of, of post-COVID... And one of the first big like trips out was a little like daunting. Yeah, and there seemed to be no regulation on mask wearing. Like some people were, some people weren't. Some vendors wore masks and some didn't. It yeah. all seemed to be very personal choice, which yeah. is an interesting take for uh, an event like this. Yeah, absolutely. We got there as doors opened. Yep. We stayed for about three hours. Yeah, I should think so. It was long enough for us to see everything, have a sit down and a drink, yeah. and rotate like two or three times after that. Yeah. To and make sure that we had seen everything. Yeah. We did not go to any of the fashion shows and no. we didn't go to any of the talks. No, we didn't manage to do any of those. I think we'd just missed out on one of the runway shows. Mm-hmm. And then the next one wasn't due to start for a quite a while but yeah and the talks were weird so they had this little stage seating area that looked like the the way that the masquerade is normally yeah. laid out at mcm and 
they had a list of speakers but up, not what the but content. not what they were talking about yeah and i was like i'm not googling it to find out yeah i think mostly because the wi-fi i mean it's bad yeah before we start talking about like things we did whilst we were there i i certainly think obviously here we are you know two months into planning a wedding you mm-hmm. still don't know the date or the venue mm-hmm. you know most important things I think this is very good at getting the ideas. Yeah, it's good for ideas, but not for... But I think as well, when you're at that early stage of wedding planning, what are you going to get out of this as a day? Yeah, it should just make you excited about planning, right? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a few things we're going to talk about in terms of there were, there were venues for choice there, there was uh, videographers slash photographers, mm-hmm. keepsakes... There was dresses and suits, but we'll talk about those kind of bit by bit of things we talk, you know, things we experienced. Yeah. The first thing I, I want to talk about before we actually went the night before. Very, very excited. You went to bed early because we just finished work. Mm-hmm. So I stayed up and I watched an episode of Gavin and Stacey. Specifically one of the episodes from season one where they go to a wedding fair. And ever since I've watched that episode... I have always wanted to go to a wedding fair and you know they talk about how if you go in you can get the dress you can get everything because the vendors might do cheaper deals which sure enough they were doing here if you signed up on the day for something if you bought something on the day you got a cheaper rate Mm -hmm. but less of that episode than I remembered was dedicated to like the actual wedding fair stuff yeah it's mostly them like getting ready to go right yeah, you've mostly got that, and then you've got them going to church the next day. There was so little of the episode actually dedicated to the wedding fair. You have Stacey and Nessa getting bridal lingerie. You have Pam mm-hmm. and Stacey's mum arguing about buying Stacey's dress, because they get that there, and a bridesmaid dress. Mm-hmm. You have Bryn booking a magician. Yeah. You have Gavin and his dad talking about cars and how he wants a car, but Stacey wants a horse-drawn carriage. And then you have James Corden, Smithy, getting all caught up on the booking of the Bachelor event, which is a cameo from Matt Lucas, which I completely forgot about. Mm. That's it. There's no big, like, arc to it. They're just all very secular. So it didn't really help me much with thinking about what we're going to do must just be like nostalgia play going, huh, a wedding fair, how quaint. So, Gavin and Stacey didn't really inform much about what I wanted to do with the day. Mm-hmm. Apropos of nothing, really. So I'd been to a wedding fair before. Yeah. When I was 16. Okay. Because when I was at school, there was, uh, like, prom was a big deal, and there was a bridal and prom dress shop in the the high street that was like right next to my school yeah and so they put out an advert saying that they wanted actual teenagers to come and model these dresses for a wedding show because they were also selling prom prom dresses at this wedding show and i signed up with a bunch of my friends and they took pictures of us and then had callbacks where you had to go in and walk for them yeah and i was like i grew up watching america's next top model you knew how to walk i was like i can do this tyra has taught me well this is fine i also wore 
really thick square glasses and braces. So that was a fun experience yeah. for me. I did not feel good <laughs> about this whole situation. I had a good time. It was a laugh. But like, it was not my kind of thing. Anyway, all we had to do on the day was show up. They put us in a chair in a back room in front of a mirror, did our hair and makeup the way that they wanted it, gave us two dresses and were like, you, you will go out, you will walk up the runway and back down. At the end, you will stand and pose and then you come off, get changed, you put the other dress on, come out, walk up, come back. And then the second dress you wore for the rest of the day and our job was to walk around this wedding fair in these dresses, which meant I got to walk around this wedding fair and eat as much food as I could <laughs> physically get in a dress that was strapless, which is not my thing, at like pink and silver glitter, like corset bodice, and then the most like meringue, puffy princess skirt in white. I was like, who would wear this to the yeah. prom? But yeah, I wore that for the whole day and I went around and enjoyed myself at this wedding fair. The Blues Brothers impersonators were there. There's a picture of me where I look wildly unimpressed because I'm 16 and an adult man dressed as one of the Blues Brothers is flirting with me. My mum was also at this event. I guess you have to have a chaperone. Yeah. Yeah, my mum was our chaperone for about four of us, I think. Yeah. And... Then we got to go and sit in a helicopter and have our pictures taken. But like all of this stuff was there for the bridal part of the show, not for the prom dress. That was just like the dresses were supposed yeah. to inspire people to buy these prom dresses. How weird, because that's like not a target market. Like who's going to this wedding fair and prom thing? Yeah, well, it was like bridal and prom event thing. Okay. But the majority of it, like the actual stalls and vendors and stuff aren't for prom. No. So there was the magician was there and there were like bridal cakes and stuff like that. Like it was all very, very targeted at bridal yeah. rather than prom. Yeah. So yeah, I have been to one of those. It was a good time. Yeah. I was not impressed by the magician. <laughs> no, we did not check out the magician this time around. I don't like magicians. Magicians scare me. Yeah. My sort of main thing when it comes to uh, wedding planning do you yeah. not want a magician at our wedding? No, we 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 will be doing definitely like our own entertainment. That's what karaoke machines are for. Yes. Oh, that's something that I definitely have become fixated on is I want a karaoke booth. Yeah. I want karaoke as some part of our wedding. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a band, but we could have a karaoke machine in each person. Absolutely. Each person at our wedding could, could do one song for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that... Why not? Yeah, easy. <laughs> so, the first area we checked out is perhaps the best area that I, I was most impressed by, was like the Rising Stars area. Yeah, so our plan was just to go clockwise around the event, and that had us starting off in this Rising Stars area. So they had all of the rows of vendors were labelled as different things. Yes. So we had Rising Stars where we started, but then there were things like food, travel... Uh, photography travel, travel slash honeymoon and then photography yeah. and then outfit yeah fashion section and they were all quite separate which i guess makes sense in hindsight you don't want to put three photographers back to back because obviously if one of them is crap crammed 
and like the other two aren't that's like demoralizing so it may also then makes your booth look worse because there are less people there compared to the others around you so yeah they did a good job with the layout and keeping people apart enough that it would filter you past everyone yeah exactly so we didn't look at anything for food there was no real, real point in terms of I think we don't want a big wedding cake anyway. Mm. So it didn't really make sense us to be looking at like the wedding cake stuff. And most of the venues we've already checked in with anyway they want to do their own, their own food. Catering, yeah. yeah, which is sometimes a big deal breaker considering we're going to be having a vegetarian, vegan wedding. Yeah. And a lot of the caterers don't seem to really uh, have Cater that. To that. Yeah. Which is a shame. It definitely is a deal breaker when it comes to a venue for us. But the rising stars, there were three things I, you know, we spent quite a bit of time interacting with people for. We had uh, an art in motion booth, which was, I I love the idea of that. Like instead of having wedding photography, you have somebody like drawing. Yeah. So this is a live wedding painting. It's been trending quite a lot on TikTok recently, or maybe I've just been seeing it. But <laughs> it gets quite high numbers on TikTok because you have somebody who is a professional painter come and paint you at your wedding and it's usually like in motion so they they paint the backdrop i guess so if you want your painting done in the aisle of your wherever you get married they sit at the end of the aisle and they watch you get married and they paint it as it's happening yeah which is insanely like cool you have to be ridiculously talented to do that and the examples that they had at this booth were really really good yeah and that was something you know i i was like cool i did not know this existed Mm -hmm. give me a card please and thank you i will bear this in mind when it comes to the actual what do we want on the day yeah because it was beautiful as as something to have in a house as a bit of memorabilia from your wedding like it was gorgeous yeah it was very cool there was a cool little photo booth called capture it which essentially they give you an ipad they give you a whole station and a backdrop and then you can just take your own yeah one of those ring lights as well and it's just for it's a photo booth it is a photo booth more on that in a bit anyway but as an idea of arriving and having a photo taken this is pretty cool because everything is then up on the cloud and then saved for you and people can download the images they like. Yes. My favourite thing that we came across in the Rising Stars section was a company called Keep Candles mm-hmm. who take handmade and hand-painted pottery and put candles in them with the idea that once the candle is finished, you boil the wax out and then it's used for a different purpose. So they had cups and egg cups, which was super cute. Even though, like, we don't really eat eggs. I would, like, these egg cups were so nice. Yeah. And really then they well. also had bowls and things like that. But their function is to be dinnerware, not a candle. So when the candle's gone, you can actually use it for something else. And it was one of those, like, give these to your bridesmaids, give these to your bridal party or your groomsmen yeah. presents that I think are so cool and so nice. Yeah. Or even just as something to put as a centerpiece in each table. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that we can then keep these really nice items, but you have these gorgeous centerpieces at tables during the meal. Yeah. I thought they were fantastic. They are on Instagram. Mm-hmm at keep candles mm-hmm. definitely well worth checking out because that is something and they're a really small 
female-run business, yeah. and we support that. Yeah, close to the time we will be looking to place an order, I think, because... Yeah, they were really cool. You know, I, I want that. And again, it's more... I, I want it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who cares about my bridesmaids? I want one but of But it these. is, it is more memorabilia stuff that we can have. Like, instead of having big, posh plates mm-hmm. that we only bring out for, you know, occasions, we have these really nice keepsakes mm-hmm. that were the candles at our wedding and we can reuse. Like, And I'd love, I have a couple of different mugs and glasses that are like recycled glass, yeah. which I'm currently drinking out of. And... I have a handmade um, pottery cup that's from Hobbiton. Like, things like that. I love that sort of rustic yeah. vibe. And, like, that's going to be the vibe of our wedding. Yes, but, it is. <laughs> you know, sustainability is something that both of us are looking at and trying to have more sustainable lives. That yeah. we, we, we think about, like, our carbon footprint and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, is a really good idea instead of having, like, a plastic handle that then we throw out because, oh, no it's done yeah so we wandered around i spent i think the majority of my time we we spoke with a few wedding venues and we've made a few bookings to go like look at places but one of the things for me that was really the priorities i've thought a lot about like what do we do with pictures do we want a photographer or do we want people to go make their own photos there was this really cool 360 recording device i thought would be great as people walk in like it records you you step on this thing and it records you as you come in Mm-hmm. You just get to pose for a little bit. And we had a go on that. That was cool. That was cool. I've seen that used at, used at a lot of Marvel movie premieres yeah. and like red carpet events. And well, that, it was cool to have a go on that. Exactly. And that's something that, you know, money-wise, obviously being the factor, I'd love something like that at some point in the wedding. Mm-hmm. But because they're quite, the, the, the booth itself that you're standing in is quite small. So it's not like you can have your first dance and the whole thing recorded because mm-hmm. like it's not big enough for that. But you could have, like, entrances be nice. Yeah. The other thing we saw, and, like, this is something I'm dead set on wanting, is we saw a company called the Little Horse Picture Booth. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. Because you get... We we are very heavily leaning towards, like, a barn wedding. Yeah. And this is a company that comes with a little, you know, repurposed horse carriage that you would use to transport horses. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been repurposed into a photo booth. It comes with all sorts of props and costumes and things that you can put on and you take pictures in it. And it was great. You know, the, the pictures then print off. You get two copies, one for you, one for, you know, whoever's wedding it is mm-hmm. that they can then keep. And I think that's a phenomenal way. Again, guests can have a nice moment. But you also have like something that fits the vibe outside because as cool as the 360 was and the capture it was, it's very techy. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily fit with the vibe of a rustic wedding. This did. They were amazing. Yeah. It's so cute too. Like the idea of walking up into this little horse box for your picture. I know a lot of members of my family who would think that was fantastically cool. Yeah. Um, their website, if you are interested in knowing more about them, is lhpb.co.uk. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. We might post, you know, a copy of the pictures that we took yeah. up on Instagram for you to see. We might show you one or two of the good ones. 
<laughs> for some reason, anytime anyone takes a picture of me, I have my eyes closed. No. It's like the opposite of the Barney thing from yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Like, I cannot take a good picture when I somebody else is taking it. I think you can take a good picture. If you say so. But I spent my time looking at the photography side of it because I think there's not, you know, not much more yet to really start thinking about. Mm-hmm. And we also found a, a really, really lovely uh, photographer who we spent quite a bit of time talking to. And this was Minnie and Me Photography. And they gave us some of the best advice when it comes to wedding planning that we've heard since we got engaged. Yeah. Which was when you're looking to book your photographer, mm-hmm. ask to see three or four galleries. Like a full album from start to finish, not just the pictures that they've selected for their website or for their Instagram. Yeah. You want to see everything. Because you want to, ha- you are going to pay this person to be there. Mm-hmm. You want to see what they're capable of, and you want to see what the end result is. But also spend time talking to them, because they are going to be at your big day. You want to know that you can bounce off of each other, interact with each other, and have a positive influence at your day. Yeah, and I think you need that kind of rapport. Yeah, for it to work, especially. Danny, who runs Mini and, Me Photography. Mini and Me Photography, she the point that she was trying to make was like they could take amazing pictures of the actual wedding, like the the being married to each other part, but not be good at taking party photos, you yeah. know, or do really really well with party photos and staged stuff, but not so much with in the moment in the moment random things happening. Yeah, which obviously are things you need to take into account. If you've got your wedding meticulously planned down to the last minute, obviously you want somebody who's better with quick staged photos so that you can get through them. Whereas I think we're a more natural kind of people where we just want stuff to be happening and not have to think about what we look like. Because I'd rather have afterwards be sent my photos and be like, oh my God, I didn't even realise they were taking pictures. This is it. You want like you want the human moments, don't you? Of like us sat in the corner just having a moment of breathing. Madly and, in love with each yeah, other. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? As opposed to like the stage, like look at us looking madly into each other's eyes. Yeah. We want like the candid version of it, don't we? Yeah, like when we had our engagement photos. Exactly. Like and, you know, any photographer that we hire has yeah. to compete with Jessica. Yeah. Who I'm I'm still so tempted to just have as our wedding photographer anyway. You can convince her to come up to London to do that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Didn't get much of an opportunity to look at suits for me. Before we talk about dresses on your part, mm. we didn't get a chance to look at suits, mostly because I could only see two suit vendors. I was really disappointed. Yeah, one of whom you could not buy from on the day. Yeah. They were a shop and it was like a boutique shop where you had to book in and pay deposit in advance to go and look at their suits yeah which i don't know maybe it's because i'm not insanely wealthy but like well that seems a bit crazy to me i've never thought of the whole suit thing being like you have to book it like you would a, a wedding dress you know so in terms of an experience for a day out that's something i might look to do later on down the line with for, your groomsmen, yeah. Yeah, especially as something we can then talk about on this podcast is that as a day out. Yeah. But 
it's not something you ever see painted in like the media you know you just see them going for like suit measurings but mm. you know there's so many there are so many suit stores on the high street yeah that you know you don't expect that boutique thing but i i was disappointed because they didn't necessarily any of these two suit booths have much stock there to give you ideas on what you could have yeah it was all very similar to each other this is definitely an event painted towards the bride you know like there's not much here for the groom i agree and it's also an event that is painted towards a very specific kind of bride yes i very much felt the entire time we were there that this was not aimed at me yeah and that is because this whole event was very very aimed at straight women and nobody else yeah. like you say like at a wedding fair you expect to see more for the groom than we did and in this day and age maybe i'm being naive but i would expect to see more for either same sex couples or like alternative wedding ideas yeah because even the um even the venues that were on display were all very traditional uh, is traditional the word and <laughs> actually probably more expensive yeah really expensive yeah which is crazy you know i i agree i think i was very very surprised so getting onto the dresses Mm-hmm. This is a great event if you want a white wedding. I did not see any wedding dresses that were not white. I saw two non-white wedding dresses and one wedding outfit that was not a dress. But which I, I was like, at the time, I remember being like, oh, that's really cool that they have alongside the wedding dresses also like, it was like a pantsuit mm-hmm. kind of thing on display. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. And in hindsight, I'm like, there should have been more. There should have been way more options. Yeah. But I suppose maybe it's the people who run these kind of events are like, oh, well, we're not catering to this kind of bride, so we're not interested in having anything. Yes, but I was thinking about it as well, like, in hindsight, that surely this is the event where you are showcasing that you are not just the same as everyone else, even if it doesn't sell. If you have, you know a section of multicolored or you know a multicolored section of wedding dresses you either sell them because you know you've got brides coming to this event that don't want to go through all the hullabaloo they mm. want everything in one easy to find place you could get everything whilst you're here or it highlights you over more old-fashioned retailers that have the strictly white wedding dress that more people might flock to and be like i want a book come to yours because i can see you might cater to a more alternative wedding. Yeah. And it really did surprise me. Like, you are putting your best face forward. Mm. And, you know, yes, don't get me wrong. The wedding dresses there looked beautiful, but... So the two that were non-white, one of them was nude-coloured. Yeah. By which I mean, like, peachy pink, but, like, skin tone. Yeah. Which is a definite choice. And I'm sure looks really good on some people. But if I wore that colour, I would look naked. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was like a skin tight dress as well. I was like, oh, this is not the vibe. And the other one was baby pink. And that's not the vibe either. No. 
And as much as the baby pink one I actually really liked the silhouette of, I was just like uncomfortable with the amount of white dresses there were at this thing. Surely we're past that. Like we don't live in Victorian England anymore. How is this a thing yeah. that is still happening? Because like one old lady really liked wearing white, you know? Yeah. I It, it disappointed me. Yeah. I, I genuinely think this is a, a time to showcase that you do more than just that yeah you know you are reaching a whole new market of people that you know maybe have no idea what they're doing like us they think we'll go to something like this or make some connections or start talking to people hopefully the pieces will fall into place Mm -hmm. maybe you have people that just want to get things cheap and they've bought their ticket here in the hopes that we will get everything sorted for our wedding yeah it it is it it is disappointing that you don't have more of that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we we certainly came out of the day. We found a few nice little areas. So, yeah, some nice people that we had some really good conversations with. We found a few vendors that we really liked with a product that we are interested in. Mm-hmm. Did we come out with a wedding? No. No. We are arguably no closer to being married than we were before going in it. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think maybe, you know, maybe a wedding show like this is you go to six months before the wedding. Yeah. And you start filling in those missing puzzle pieces. Is this the first place to go when you have nothing? Definitely not. Mm. Is this a place to go where maybe 40% of the wedding is done? Yeah. I think you could find things. There are some great deals here. Most vendors said if you signed up today, you'd get a 10% discount or you get a special price for committing something today. Yeah. Which is great. If you are doing wedding on a cheap budget, then go to something like this and try and get some good bargains. Mm. Well, this is the thing. Like, I saw one wedding dress that I really liked and it was on sale and I was like, wow, that's a really good price. It was like 200 something pounds for a wedding dress in my size. I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's really great. Oh, yes, you did, didn't you? However, it was white and I'm not going to be wearing white at our wedding. But am I right? So I was like, well, if I bought that, I would then buy dye and I would dye it and... I don't want to do that. <laughs> but then as well, the other issue you had was that vendor didn't have a dressing, changing room space. Oh, well, so they did. Yeah. And I could have gone and tried it on if I wanted to. However, the changing room space that they had, because they were right at the front of the dealer hall, all of the other dress shops were right at the back. So their changing rooms backed onto a wall. So even though they were just like curtained off yeah. cubicles, on one side of it is a solid wall and that is more comforting Mm -hmm. this one was a one cubicle on its own with a curtain that went well two curtains that went half the way around each and met in two corners yeah that is a very stressful yeah especially because almost exclusively every woman that i saw at this event who was there trying on dresses was basically dressed the same as me jeans t-shirt shoes like and most of them were in like boots and heels and things i was not i'm a trainer person but all i could think about was 
if I have to get undressed to try a dress on, I have to take off my coat, my jumper, my shirt, my jeans, my shoes, and probably my socks, depending on what dress I'm trying on. That's too much to do in this one tiny cubicle. Yeah. And then if you're coming out to show it to me. Yeah. Or at least for anyone's opinion, be it, you know, me, be it, you know, imagine Whoever Laurie was there or yeah. your mum was there. You've then got to leave that cubicle with mm-hmm. all your stuff there. Yeah. You know, if that goes missing, then you're screwed. Yeah. You didn't try any wedding dresses on. No, I did I mean, not. other than that one, you didn't see anything. I guess this is. I hate a... trying stuff on there. <laughs> no, I know, but I guess this is a good time for me to give some advice. You know, our advice of the month. I'm going to give mine. We'll give yours. So. If you are going specifically for a wedding dress, you need to make it the very first thing you do, and you need to get there at opening. Mm-hmm. By the time we started to look at wedding dresses or get to that area, by the time we'd mustered some courage, we'd had a glass of something alcoholic, you know, to make us a bit loose. Because you got to do a lot of talking to people. Yep. By the time we got to the wedding dresses, they were taking numbers. And there were massive queues outside the booths. Absolutely. You need to get there on opening mm-hmm. and go straight away. Get a team of people, get the numbers... So that you are ready to be called, you know, so you can go to each different booth, make it the first thing you do. That is the priority if you are going for a wedding dress. Yeah. Your advice. I actually have two bits of advice. I thought of another one. Go for it. So my first one is if you are having any kind of alternative wedding, whether it be that you are just not a straight couple, because this was very, very much aimed at straight couples. And while we are a straight presenting couple, we're not a straight couple. This is not for you. Any kind of alternative, you will not find non-white wedding dresses at this. You will not be able to try on suits. There will not be anything other than dresses for... A bride. Yeah, for a bride to try on at this event. So if if that sounds like it's not for you, it's not really worth your time. Yeah. That was like my overwhelming feeling. Well, yeah, but this is it, like... I was like, this is not aimed at me. I'm sure there are more women out there that want to get married in a suit. Yeah. Than than society would think. Mm. And there really was nothing there for that as as an alternative wedding arrangement. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. You know, for a straight wedding, this is this is good. Yeah, for a really traditional wedding. Yeah. It was good, but not if you were anything else. And what was your second bit of advice? My second bit of advice is that you don't need to buy a VIP ticket to this event. Yeah. Specifically this one. And as much as we were we were there for free, we were invited along, um, I looked at the difference between the VIP ticket and the general entry ticket. We had general entry tickets. Yeah. And the VIP ticket difference was the area in the back corner was cordoned off. The vast majority of that area, there were only two things in it. One of them was a bar. Yep. Which there was also a bar in the the non-VIP area. This one was just slightly fancier. Yeah. It was like built like it was like a tiki hut. Yeah. Like that's what it was going for. It was called something like that. 
And the other thing that was in it was a wedding dress shop that when we went over and looked at, because the only thing stopping you from being in there is a sort of little, tiny little white picket yeah. fence that they put up, which I appreciate the aesthetics of, but there was nothing different there to the wedding dress shops that were on our side of the line. I'm pretty certain the VIP ticket also gave you a seat to the wedding dress runway. And... yeah. We looked at that too. You don't need to be sat to see the wedding dress runway. It's not like yeah, it's a private booth. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from getting you can, in there. Well, you can just stand and watch it. Yeah. I, I would agree. General entry is enough. Mm-hmm. Overall, I would say I would do a wedding fair maybe closer to the time. If I felt really panicked and thought we're running out of time. What are we missing? What yeah. are we missing? And just have a look. Yep. I don't think a wedding fair... Certainly in the format it was in, is going to help our wedding much. Mm-hmm. You it know, was a we, nice day out. It was a really nice day out. But that's kind of all we could say and for we, it. You know, we have found three or four things that we will keep a hold of for our wedding. I would say that is a win. Mm-hmm. You know, we found a potential uh, picture booth or a selfie station. We have found nice little keepsakes with the keep candles that we could use. And we've made a few connections with venues that we want to look at or photographers we're interested in yes you know you can't say the day is a bust we we got these things out of it Mm -hmm. but i do think it certainly is an event you go to when you know when your wedding is and you're starting to fill in that puzzle Mm -hmm. with you know most of the puzzle already filled in yeah on to our film of the month yes indeed so this month we're making our way through a list basically of suggested wedding films and like the best considered quote-unquote wedding films of all time yep and so last time we watched my best friend's wedding and this time we watched monster in law which is much less to do with the wedding and more to do with the family aspect of being married and not really much on the family aspect you know we're focusing more on that perpetuated stereotype of mothers in laws of single sons (laughs) single sons not liking their future daughter-in-laws yeah which you know the whole in-law thing is a weird stereotype personally i feel like we've both hit the jackpot i'm not just saying this because we're committing it to audio that you know my mum will listen to and your mum will listen to (laughs) i know that i'm gonna have a really awesome mother and father-in-law yes i also know that you're gonna have a really awesome mother-in-law and i completely agree you know so i've never understood the fascination with like that i completely get where it's easy it's an easy target i completely understand that yes there'll be some parents that desperately wish their child had married someone else have you ever dated anybody whose parents didn't like you? No, because I'm really good with parents. So am I. But my I... last relationship before you, the guy's mum hated me. Because uh, I was not of the right social class, which I love. Very Bridgerton. <laughs> as a concept. I'm pretty certain I've dated people in the past that my mum didn't like. Yeah. Which is fine. That's going to happen occasionally. I'm pretty sure my mum didn't like my previous ex. But I wouldn't be marrying you if my mum didn't like you. 
and I'm sure vice versa, you wouldn't be marrying me if your parents had any issues with me. Yeah, and we'll talk about the extenuating circumstances that come with this movie in a second. Yeah, so this is the thing. It being a wedding movie, it is in the very loosest of terms a yeah. wedding movie. I don't think... There is a wedding in this movie. There is that a... could be said of pretty much anything. We but... could watch Ella Enchanted and call that a wedding movie. But this is it. We get maybe one scene where Jane Fonda, as the future mother-in-law, yeah, goes like on the about... the last 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah, but there's a scene, like, midway through where she's talking about, like, planning and what she's going to do and the things she wants to see at this wedding. That's maybe the only wedding planning we see. The rest of it is just this, like, battle between Jennifer Lopez and Jane Fonda. Yeah. There's not much else. No. The best bit of this film happened maybe five minutes in when Adam Scott shows up. Yeah. Who also showed up. Remy. Yeah, and he also showed up in an episode of Big Mouth that I watched today. And the animation of this character, Mr. Keating, before he spoke, I was like, that's Adam Scott. <laughs> so, any... so he came in at the beginning of this film and you went, that's Adam Scott. And I was like, yeah. And you went, oh, this film's just suddenly gotten much better. Yeah. Baby Adam Scott, he will make anything better. I, I do think the film peaked with him. Yeah. Well, he's like her, one of her two best friends in the film. And... He is her, like, gay friend in this. Is he actually a gay friend in this? Yes. He, he, he right at the beginning of this film, is wearing my favourite T-shirt ever, which says, uh, your future sugar daddy on it, which I love. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about, you know, this with main entries such as Prom, and everyone's talking about Jamie, where mm. we talk about representation. When was this film made? Must be like 2003. 2005. Okay. Yes. So we are in a very like dark ages in the middle of the 2000s where film representation and the jokes that are made are really not appropriate. But hey, <laughs> the LGBTQ plus community wasn't actually getting anything at the time. So having a gay character represented mm-hmm. whilst still quite damaging is at least we're showing something alternative. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> There are quite a lot of, like, you know, jokes that have dated this movie. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, was a, it was a fun way to watch, you know, an hour and a half movie. Mm-hmm. Did I think it was up there with My Best Friend's Wedding? No. We maybe started with, like, a definitive wedding movie. It was okay. Yeah. Just okay. Yeah, I um... I like the I, I like I think I like the concept of this movie more than I like the actual execution execution in the same way that like I really like in movies the drama of like you know when a character is like I'm sure my partner's cheating on me now I have to find out. Yeah. And then they like put all of their energy into finding out whether their partner's cheating on them. And then you get to see them dump them at the end and it's always really satisfying. Yes. Like that kind of plot line, I'm always here for. But I don't always like the way that it's done. Whereas the same with this, I really like the concept of, oh, his mum 
instantly hates her for no reason other than that this is a young woman. Who's also clearly not white and not from the same social class that she would hope because she's very well connected and rich yeah, yeah. and so is her son because he's a doctor yeah. he's a surgeon so that kind of thing of like the battle of well i want my son to be happy so i'm going to try and get rid of you with the side of like well he is happy you're just not paying attention yeah i always find super entertaining but yeah, there are definite things in this movie where it's just like, oh, this isn't the best. No, I think execution choice. No, it's been ages since I've watched it, mm-hmm. but in terms of like an in-laws movie, Meet the Parents is so good. I don't know that I've seen that. Is that the one with Robert um... De Niro and Ben Stiller? Yeah, and the parents are like hippies. No, his parents. Are his hippies. parents hippies because I think Barbara Streisand is his mum. Is his name... Greg Fokker. It's not Greg. It's Gaylord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie sucks. I have seen that movie. But I don't think the concept is strong enough, mostly because there's no real reason for it. Because Jennifer Lopez has always been really, really sweet. Yeah, she's a lovely character and a really nice person. The reason why any of the conflict in this happens is that Jane Fonda's character, Viola, has had an actual mental breakdown that has landed her in a group therapy home. Yes. Because her... How would you describe what she does? She has a breakdown live on air. So she's... But what's her job? She's like an interviewer. She's an Oprah. Like it's a, you know, yeah, she's a talk, a talk show. show. She's, she's a talk show host. So... They tell her right before she goes out to film a live segment that she is being replaced by a woman half her age because they want to like get to a younger audience. younger audience. And then the person they are having her interview when she gets out there is a 15-year-old pop sensation who sold like 50 million records. She's supposed to be like britney spears yes, but like is dressed like in a very revealing outfit and doesn't read newspapers and viola has this like breakdown on air she's like you've sold this many records you are influencing the voices and the generation coming up and you you you, you know nothing, know nothing. Yeah. and she assaults her live on air mm-hmm. she also has this weird thing of like she brings it up over and over again as throughout the whole film that she's like interviewed like the Dalai Lama and all these like really political figures. So she's used to a sort of higher standard of interview. Yes. So this whole thing is like very degrading for her. So she has this mental breakdown. She ends up in group therapy in like, obviously a very high end therapy home therapy facility and then as soon as she gets out, she's supposed to be going on holiday with her son. And he shows up and is like, oh. And he shows up with a girl and immediately proposes to her in front of him. And she feels immediately replaced. Yeah. Now, that's where she needs to go back and talk to her therapist, obviously. And the rest of the movie wouldn't happen. But what we get is the result of her not being able to deal with this outside of therapy. Yeah. And I think... This isn't so much... I don't know why this film is on a wedding list, you know? Mm. 
I, the, the, the wedding side of it is so inconsequential. Yes, it ends with them getting married. And, and none of it would happen if they weren't engaged. Yeah. I guess the premise could still be that she wants to split up her son who looks to be getting more serious. Like, if it had been, you know, he's gone to introduce Jennifer Lopez to Jane Fonda and then yeah. as they're leaving says, I want to marry her. Do you still have, you know, dad's ring? Yeah. That he used to engage you. And then you have it be that I don't want him marrying this girl mm-hmm. because I can't lose my son. You don't have it... And you can have it lead to the end where... You know, the end result is she throws this lovely, exquisite, like, engagement party and she's like, I accept you now. Yeah. Or he goes to propose and she's like, I can't because your mum is a monster and I will not have that monster-in-law. You get, you know, the whole, oh, they said the title. Mm -hmm. You know, and then mum has to learn better. Yeah. We also watched Home Sweet Home Alone. So we can safely say it was not the worst film we watched. Oh my god! And if of the night, yeah. If you want to follow the Twitter thread that we did while we were watching that, you will see that I have a complete mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I. It was just fine. Like it wasn't. It wasn't up there as one of the better wedding movies. I'm sure we're going to watch. Yeah. I think there's a. Re- I really enjoy this film. I think it's a good laugh. Yeah, I think for me, being introduced to it without any, like, nostalgia to mm-hmm. it, you know, when you do have some of the, the off-colour jokes and the maybe more inappropriate comments, yeah, it doesn't work. Is it different? Like, you know, I can go back and I can watch TV shows that I really like and I can forgive the sort of things. I'm like, well, okay, I know this. I'm going, I'm going into this. I'm getting this bad joke. I can... I will ignore these jokes because mm-hmm. I like the rest of this. You know, I'll forgive a lot of Michael Scott's stuff because I know where he's going to end up. Yeah. It's different when you watch something for the first time and then you're like, oh, you're you're really not a nice person. Because there's mm-hmm. no reason to root. I feel like you're supposed to be on Jane Fonda's side. Or at least there's like a... You're supposed to be on J-Lo's side. She's the main character. But we spend a lot more time with Jane Fonda than we do with J-Lo. But this is the thing, is I feel like the filmmakers tried to do the whole, which side are you on? Yeah. And they really tried to make you be on Jane Fonda's side, and there is nothing nice about this character. Mm. In the same way, there's nothing nice about the boy in the new Home Alone. But that's a Twitter thread and not a It's a Musical Wedding review. I mean, there's also nothing nice about the boy that... The boy, the man that J-Lo is engaged to in this movie. No. Because he has so many opportunities to step in. If it's just... It... Where she tells him exactly what his mother's been doing and he doesn't help in any way. No, because he's just like, she's going through a tough time. You're like, this is not a man you can depend on. You know, this is red flag after red flag after red flag. This movie should end without them getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Uh, what it certainly did leave me with was a real sense of pride and security in the fact that I will have the most wonderful in-laws. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying that because you're saying it. I no, and, and it. same here is is you know, it's an easy storytelling device. Mm-hmm. It's an easy way to write conflict, but I don't think it's trope that should continue in films yeah i think it's definitely gone the way of the dodo it's it's a trope that should be extinct 
there's there's easier ways to write I'm sure it will make a comeback in like 10 years time yeah but there's better ways to write conflict yeah like especially if you have it come from the fact that there really is a disagreement over the fact that not just that it's bad in-laws maybe you just have a the the mother of the bridezilla where like all the planning is like no no, 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 no. Well, and I'm sure we'll talk about exactly the same thing when we finally get to watching Father of the Bride. Yeah. Because it's functionally has the same emotional plot line without the like crazy female overreacting bit. Because they don't do that to men. Only women act like that in yep. movies. Which, you know, inherently sexist and misogynistic. I don't know. There's but... plenty of there's plenty of it's it's the same thing. It's Mothers don't want to see their sons married. No, but and the fathers stereotype don't want to see is their... different yeah. because the way that it's presented for the mother characters is that they're like stopping their son from loving someone else. Yeah. Whereas the father stereotype is, oh, this this man is defiling my daughter. Yeah. It's always about sex with men. Whereas yeah. with female characters, it's like, oh, my son's replacing me. That's fair it's enough. It's that yeah. whole saying... Uh, your son is your son till he finds a wife. Your daughter's your daughter the rest of your life. Fair enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which, that is the most sexist thing ever. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see a film where we see the, you know... The dad be the one with the problem. The dad be the one with the problems. Mm-hmm. In terms of the actual status of our wedding, <laughs> much like where it has been. Yes. We don't have a venue. Mm-mm. We've seen a few, but we don't have anything surefire lined up yet. We we discussed it on our recent episode covering Little Women the musical. Yep. We are probably going to forego some wedding planning for a month or so. We're going into yeah. Christmas and we do have bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. You know, the work demands of obviously it's exam season, which brings with it a lot of extra work. Yep. But also, you know, going out and spending your weekends doing some Christmas shopping or seeing friends and family now that things are a bit more open up. Yeah. And after Christmas, we have some family birthdays. So we probably won't be back with a it's a musical wedding episode until end January or maybe maybe even you know, February. come back on Valentine's-esque time with... Yeah. You know, some some romantic stuff to talk about. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll have just eloped by then. <laughs> yeah, maybe our next episode will just be, hey, we got married. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, we have had a great time talking to you about our experiences. You know, it's not to say we didn't have fun at the wedding fair. And mm-hmm. it's not to say we didn't have fun watching uh, <laughs> Monster and Not. I laughed a few times and yeah. we had a really grand day out. Yes, so- indeed. Certainly, we hope that we have influenced your wedding planning. You know, that maybe if you are going to go to a wedding fair in the same way we did, that you'll heed our advice Mm -hmm. and maybe be able to use this episode as a guide to help you planning that day more efficiently. Yes, indeed. As always, you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to see some behind the scenes footage of us at the National Wedding Show, head on over to TikTok at It's a Musical Pod, where you can see some of our adventures at the Excel Centre. Yep. You can find us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. We are on 
Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, we are on Google Podcasts, the Amazon Music app in the library section under Podcasts, we are on Stitcher, we are also on Good Pods. You can, of course, find us on our OG hosts, Podbean. And if you like what we do, why not head over to Apple Podcasts, Podchaser.com, or Good Pods and leave us a five star review and tell a friend about It's a Musical. Yes. We will see you for our main entries. It's a musical podcast. Same bat place, same bat channel. Have a magical musical month. Thank you.